minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. Second, guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. You guys hear about the uh, mass shooting in South Carolina this week? Do you have some thoughts on it? Well, I do. And uh, wanna, I want you to sound in. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's going to be uh, part of the what the hell's wrong? In fact, it's going to be the only what the hell is wrong with people think, obviously. We'll save that so, then. We'll, I'll save that, yeah. All right, well, we'll do that. But you can talk about it, but... I just wanted to make one comment on it. Yeah, go ahead. The only thing you is... You have to open a show with it. You're talking about the week's news. There's really nothing else to talk about other than a, maybe. Yeah. It's very... Uh, I get there's been a lot of problems with shootings and police and everything this past year. So then this whack job goes in and of a Bible study and, and just, you know. Uh, but I was reading the news on it, and it was uh, much of the news and the larger ones like CNN and Fox News and everything. Maybe not so much Fox News, but some of the bigger ones were saying things like, uh, they described him as a quiet person. It's because he's white. And, you know, they're, they're putting like a <laughs> racial spin on it. And I said, well, of course it's racial, but they, they got him. I mean, they got him. And interesting enough, he's not one of these pussies that, you know, kills himself. I mean, they, they got him. He's in custody. I mean, case closed as far as his arrest goes, but they're trying to spin like it's because he's white and, you know, he gets extra treatment. I said, there's no treatment. He's, they, he's arrested. He's, yeah, he's that'd be good jail. to talk about. He's going I to agree. The, he's going to go to jail. Uh, but it's just the whole, my point is the whole media saturation. With they, they're, they're, they're digging really deep to put a spin on anything just to make it topical with, you know, racial tension today. It's just, I mean, you could... You could arrest a guy for dog fighting, and they could say, "Well, it's because one of the dogs was black that he got <laughs> easy." You know, it's just it's just too much, it's just oversaturation. But we'll let, we'll speak more to that with uh, um, the news with uh, what the hell is wrong with people. So, uh, Michael Biscardi, uh, what's going on, sir? How you doing? lost mike no still here i'm here sorry no i'm i'm good good week excellent got a good show for you today later on the show we have actor ryan manuel who uh who uh, good guy funny guy he's a big hustler he's doing a lot of things has some interesting credits which we'll let him speak uh, more about later um interesting stuff uh which is cool what else is going on um Lately, have you seen uh, 
Have you been? Wa- did you watch the NBA championship, Mike, or any of that stuff? I, I didn't watch the final game. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't. I think I may have seen. Actually, no. No, no we're not going to do that. That's fine. How's the weather down there in uh, sunny Corpus Christi, or on the outskirts it, at least? It is cloudy and very humid, and there's really no relief. Just keeps going. The humidity yeah. down there, it's no joke, huh? No, yeah, and brings mosquitoes the sides. Of, I mean, really, oh. the joke around here is that the mosquito is like the state bird. And so I didn't know what I was talking about. State bird. And everybody else was talking about yeah, They're, they're pretty big suckers. You've been bit? Yeah. It gets to the point where people are telling you, if you go outside, careful, a lot of mosquitoes, and you got so many bites on you. It's like, well, what does it matter now? I've, I've already got uh, an arm that just looks like some... <laughs> The mountain range on Mars. Oh, just and they, they itch, and you just want to like burn them, and yeah. it's, it's terrible. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've been getting bit a lot lately too. Mosquitoes, not as bad as the, down there, but uh, they're all over the place. I feel like a leper. I mean, every day there's another welt that I'm covering up, and uh, we don't really get too many mosquitoes down here. But it's been it's been humid lately for a few days for whatever reason, and um, just crazy. So, uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so what else is going on here? Uh, we talked last week a little bit about, uh, we didn't have a guest last week, um, but we were talking about having some, some, some different guests come on this season, and uh, we got some good ones. I'm going to announce now that Lawan Exum from, I think, Big Brother season. I don't, I don't watch Big Brother, but <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, we'll be on next week. He wants to come on. So we can talk about the joys and the pinfalls of um, of uh, reality television. Do you watch reality TV, Mike? Well, let's see. What was the last reality TV I watched? Uh, you know, I gave maybe four or five episodes worth of Naked and Afraid, and I actually thought it was pretty cool too. Uh, you know, the idea just got old, and you know, it wasn't yeah. that feeling to me anymore but um mm. naked and afraid i i saw i literally saw um I, if it's the show i'm talking about is this where they drop you off in the nude in- dropped off in, the, in some jungle so basically you know it's, it's a survivor environment only two people and all you're wondering the whole time is uh, how do these people just not how do they not hook up yeah it's not. I, never, a, they, I, I don't understand how they don't do that. What happens if a guy comes on the show and he's got a, a chub as soon as he meets his new guest? I, I wonder if that's ever happened. But you can't see because, of course, it's made for tells. They do show butts, though. I, I saw that. That's what I saw. I saw a, like a hot kind of chicken, I guess, her boyfriend yeah. dropped off in the middle of a, like a desert. Uh, why nude, though? I mean, is it just bare survival? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess they got to be stripped of everything. <laughs> it's you really know. tough. It's really tough. I, mean, I can't imagine you'd want anything to do with your partner sexually after being out there in the, the jungle with them for two weeks and you both stink and she's growing hair and they we're talking about mosquito bites. They, they probably have you know, leech bites on their bodies. But um, I was one show that I, I thought was all right at first and nah, it just got old fast. Yeah. It's tough to be surviving the 
Big Brother's huge. I never got into that. I don't I think, I think do. I really understand the premise of the show. And I'm sure its namesake would suggest that it's got something to do with some kind of mentor program. But uh, I think they should do Big Brother in the New just to have all kind of uh, charges brought on these people. <laughs> with, you know, I don't know what Big Brother's about other than the sense that they kick people out of the house every week. Um, I should know what it's about. But, I mean, do, have you you've seen an episode or two? Maybe one, maybe. Yeah. I don't think I caught on to it. Yeah. I don't know. So it's the last season of Idol too, I believe, right? Isn't that coming up? Yeah. I think you know, that's, that's time. I think that show had a really Yeah, good I think it's actually overdue, in fact. Yeah. I think it's been it's been overdue for probably five years, maybe four. Mm-hmm. And I was an avid watcher of it. Yeah. And, you know, when the first couple of seasons came around and I just loved watching the lousy people. The people really sucked. I just like to see him get yelled at. Again, it just gets old after a while. Yeah. I think when Simon Cowell left, it kind of took a new Yeah. Because it had some I, weird hosts and they tried to, then they put like Stephen Tyler. And, yeah. Uh, His, and, he lasted maybe one season right and then they'd have all these guests guest hosts and then they come up with all these other shows and the voice I, I never found entertaining i don't watch it um, you know all these celebrities are going head to head reality with other within reality tv shows all to find other talent out there to possibly buy more albums than them right right yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's ironic i i i uh i always thought the the apprentice is funny because there's nothing funnier than Donald Trump. Oh, Celebrity at... Apprentice. That's what celebrity I watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, seeing these B-list, C-list celebrities and Trump just tearing Trump them up. Me. And they're trying. I mean, they're really – a lot of times it's sad. I mean, I, I could watch Donald Trump being Donald Trump on that show all day long. I may vote for him. I'm not going to lie. Not to get political, but uh, it's possible. Yeah, he just announced he's, uh, he's running this past week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is, I think, his second go at it. Probably third or fourth, but third, yeah. if he makes it into the primary. This time he's running on the Republican ticket, which is a new one. He, and if that doesn't work out, he doesn't make the primaries. You'll see him on some third party, you know, reform ticket. Yeah, but he'll start his own Trump party. The old Trump party bit. The Republican uh, nominees, uh, it's insane how many people have decided to run. I mean, they're yeah. stacking up on the deck against each other. <laughs> and um, There's like 2,000. And all they could talk about is Hillary on the other side. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's uh, Bush uh, and Hillary both running, or uh, Bush and a Clinton both running in 1992. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, 92. And then uh, it's interesting just how things come full circle. America just can't seem to get tired of uh, Clinton Bush. But I, no. I personally. I don't think I see either one of them because I think eventually they will be tired of Clinton Bush, but yeah. we shall see. What happens. You got to think um, how many times can you do that? I mean, Hillary ran in you know 2008 and uh, spending like a billion dollars and all the campaigning. I mean, it's got to yeah. take a lot out of it. It's got to age you itself. I mean, you're constantly well, just a, moving. Yeah, there was a, they were talking about that. Speaking of which, there was a, there was an article posted about how after he was. He was out of office. The two of them were broke. I'm like, okay, well, I don't think their idea of broke yes. is the same as, you know, you, you or I when right. we've been broke. 
That's um, funny. There were also rumors when I was in Arkansas last year, living there for uh, the 12 months that I did in Little Rock, that <laughs> Bill was upstairs in the Clinton Library, which unfortunately I never actually got around to, to visiting. I saw it all the time, but I never went in. And he, <laughs> the rumor was he had a penthouse there and he lived in it, but nobody knew. But that was around the rumor mill. This is in, uh, in Little Rock. In Little Rock, yeah. How was Little Rock? Nice town? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of tiny you can get around in in a, less than a day. I was like, those yeah. guys. Yeah, I've never it's been to that part of the country. I've never even really been to Texas except for except for uh, like a stopover. Um, um, Arkansas is a lot different, but you know where I am in Corpus. Corpus is not like the rest of Texas. It's not you know armadillos and tumbleweeds. It's very progressive. Yeah, it's different. It's built up more. It's it's I just it. it was on cops. Well, for thing, Corpus Christi, they were arresting some black dudes for meth. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's big on the drugs. Uh, it's big on the bums. There's bums everywhere. Uh, you feel like you're in the suburbs, but you're actually in a city. It's just not a very big city. Um, it is geographically, but the downtown area of the city is just very small. You can throw a stone over it. Uh, it has a lot of potential. It's just to me, it's not there. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Texas, it's huge. So I'd imagine... Texas is like its own country. I mean, it was at one point, but it's 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 just so massive. I mean, I can't imagine you can't general. I would imagine you can't generalize Texas. I mean, I mean, it's it's huge and just. There's well, you can generalize country. most of you know central Texas. Um, Austin is one of a kind. I think San Antonio is a great town. I'm not a huge fan of Houston, but once you start getting into the middle of nowhere parts of Texas, I mean, they are as as you you would stereotype. When you get along to the border town. When you get into the border towns, they are what you would have imagined through stereotypes. Um, yeah. El Paso. You know, Laredo, yeah, El Paso, Laredo, the El valley Taco. down here, McAllen, they're, <laughs> they're practically Mexico. I mean, if you speak English there, you're fish out of water. Have you been to El Paso? Yes. Nice town? Uh, not particularly, No. no. No, that's I think you should um, run for governor. Okay. <laughs> Who was the governor of Texas? Perry? Rick Perry? He's your governor, right? Yeah. Uh, or not yours, but the governor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rick, Rick Perry, yeah. I think he's running too. You almost had me stumped there. I had to think about that. Yeah. I, did, I had to think about it myself. I don't really know. For those of you tuning in, this is the podcastle. Tweet us your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns at the underscore podcastle. Please send us money. Um, follow Michael Biscardi on Twitter at mbiscardi junior, myself at Kingman Prods, and John at jdhesu. Hope I got that right. It's from memory. Um, we have Ryan Manuel on the show later on today. Right now, we're just talking about uh, some brief things in the news. We're going to be kicking off soon with what is wrong with these people? The hell is what? Is, what is the correct title? Is it what is wrong with these people, or what the hell is wrong with people? Uh, actually, I gave you the opportunity to coin it, so it's really whatever you say. We're going to say what the hell is wrong with people today, because if um, well, we can curse on here. I could say the other thing too. We can do whatever we want. We have we have a lot to talk about on this one, but really all based around one topic, of course, being the obvious. But you know, we'll get to that when we get to it. Of course, of course. 
Uh, now, sticking on the subject of Texas for a second, you were talking mm-hmm. about in the previous show the the ocean life. There's like, you said something called a scorpion fish. Maybe that was yeah. Is that what? It, what, what is that? It yeah, sounds scary. Uh, it sounds like I don't want to go in the water down there. Yeah, I guess it's just a little nasty mutant-looking <laughs> fish. It now. Looks like something out of Chernobyl or Three Mile Island. It's got these spikes on it. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Be, scary. Yeah. yeah. Can you eat them? I wouldn't think so. Oh, these things are nasty. Yeah. Well, is the water pretty clear down there? Yeah, for the most part it is. I guess the question on the world's mind is, how is the married life treating you? So far, so good. Uh, it's married life. It's a little complicated, but we're getting along with the, the immigration papers. Not as easy as it used to be. Can make it hard. Yeah, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through. Is it easier oh, yeah. to come in illegally than it is legally? I mean, a serious question. If you wanted to... To come in illegally? Yeah, I mean, it's to... not hard. Getting in is easy. Just getting in the country is fine. If you, Of course, if you work a cash job behind a uh, pizza counter or something like that, nobody's going to really be smart to it and you know, check your, your W-2s or 1099s. Yeah. Uh, but if you're trying to set up a... You know, Legitimate life with as an American taxpayer, you get it. But they're making it. They're, you're making yeah. it happen. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. The process. Well, is, we're really making it happen. They're not doing the, the they part. Not, yeah, everybody. When uh, the POTUS was going on about immigration and opening the doors and how nobody but the Native American should have a right to complain, it sounded like okay. Well, you know, for my own selfish reasons, I guess this would benefit me not necessarily saying i'm for the the pol- the, the bill the policy whatever yeah. or against it but in my own personal case this would work out but it's really not that simple so no they don't make it easy Are you guys living uh i picture you living on like a nice house on that beach kind of where you got married at and you know you guys are sitting out in the deck every night, and there's a hot tub, and there's just margaritas flowing. I mean, is that a wrong um, interpretation of your life? That's how I picture you living, is like Jimmy Buffett that, on the beach with a sailboat. That would be wrong. We are very close to the water, but I also live next to a cemetery, actually. Oh, so it's peaceful. No one's making too much noise. Yes. <laughs> it is. It gets a lot of tourists around here because yeah. it happens to be the – I may have said this on a previous show. It happens to be the cemetery where right. Selena, Selena is buried. And you get a lot of people coming out here with the selfie sticks, taking pictures of the, of the tombstone. Yeah. Right. It's a tourist attraction. But that ne- that's next door. But it is near the water. That's just a regular nice. con- near the water, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm looking forward to leaving. You are or you're not? Yes, you are. It's time. It's time. When do, when yes. are you? Uh, when is your stint done there? Once the uh, the fall rolls around and the summer is over, uh, I'm going with the summer wind. We're out here. Nice. The uh, another thing in the news going on I want to talk about is the get your opinion on this. The Confederate flag, uh, the yes. stars and bars, which is on still on some state flags. They're trying to. Uh, through the Supreme Court and Congress, some people think it should be removed. Others think it should be up to the state. Uh, I think uh, it's not so much of a big concern to me. I don't live anywhere near where there's a Confederate flag flying. But if I were in those areas, I mean, I, I don't know. 
Um, if I, I, would, I would never personally be flying a state flag anywhere. I mean, an American flag, yeah, but um, I guess they're talking about more about courthouses. What do you think about that? You think it's time for the old stars and bars to go, or should the states do what they want and keep them up? Um, well, for one thing, you know the difference between the Confederate flag and the flag that everybody's talking about. That is actually not the Confederate state's flag. Oh, I do not. Enlighten me. Uh, that is the Confederate battle flag. That's the flag of the Confederate Army, the Stars and Bars, or the, you know, the X. Um, the ah. actual Confederate flag, if you look it up, is it's like one. It's a red, white, blue, one star. It looks almost similar to the Texas state flag, not quite. But that's the actual Confederate state's flag, which you know has a different meaning. That is the flag of the battle ah. field um, that the Confederate Army had as their guide on as they went The on. Stars and Bars is technically the battle. Yeah. That's a battle. Um, do I like it? No, not particularly. I just don't see the pride. That's just me personally. As the Yankees, as Yankees, we don't call each other Billy Yanks, you know, <laughs> the way the Johnny Rebels like to identify themselves down south. Um, everybody's talking about the whole bit that John Stewart did on, uh, yeah. on, on what is the show again? I already forget. I watch uh, it. So. It's um, Comedy Central. Daily Show. Daily Show, yeah. And I, I watched it. And, you know, I thought the guy was right on the money. It wasn't about gun control. Um, there really wasn't a political agenda being pushed. It was just <laughs> take a look at our country right now. I mean, we're identifying the race problem. And you still got cities with, uh, that – name their streets after Confederate generals. And, uh, you know, and I think Robert E. Lee should be identified as, as a, not necessarily an American hero, but uh, a, uh, a notable, an honorable, yeah, an honorable yeah. soldier. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, we just, we don't live in the 19th century up in the north it's like the war is over so we're over it right too many people in the south are still calling it the war of the northern aggression now that's by the way is not really so much texas texas is really its own country i mean there are people here that want us to see it they don't really care so much about that and of course when texas was uh and not to get into the, the whole history lesson but when, you know when oh, texas no, please i love it had begun um and it was owned by mexico yeah part of the issue was Mexicans didn't want slaves in Texas and, you know, the Anglos wanted to bring slavery here, but uh, it was a Confederate state, but it's not represented as a Confederate state the same way, you know, the Carolinas and Georgia, where, where there's all that, you know, real Confederate pride. People here don't really, don't really live like that. Right. You know, Mississippi, Alabama, those are the, that, that's the deep South. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, Mississippi, man, it's like a, all the different mindset down there. Uh, it's like poor man's land there. I mean, just seeing that on TV, it's I mean, there's nothing. That's like, just dirt broke. So getting back to my the, what we were talking about, yeah, I don't think that people need to be using the Confederate battle flag as a state symbol. I just don't understand it. Right. I don't understand. You know, you can tell me all day long till you're blue in the face about pride i don't understand the pride you know why not just wave an american flag it's right. one nation the war has been over a long time it's not like it just ended in 74 
Um, right. You know, you've never lived in the Confederate times, so neither have your grandparents. Right. So drop the, drop the pride. I don't understand it. And you lost. I mean, nobody really rubs it in that they lost because we just don't care. Right. You know, people have pride to be from, you know, New Jersey or New York or Philly or, or uh, Boston. But that's pretty it's, it, it's where it ends right there. We don't look at um, ourselves as a whole um, as in the, in the north is one whole or one half of a nation, I should say, the way that it would have been. The way the people in the South are just proud to be Southerners. They think they're a different species, a different race, a different nationality. I mean, I don't mean to offend anybody, but, you know, Northerners just don't think that way. Right. It'd be like, well, I'm big Southern hospitality, and I'm going to give them a lot of credit. People in the South are, are very hospitable people. Very friendly. I just lived in the South for a yeah, lived in Georgia, lived in Arkansas. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the a lot of the girls are skin. I don't know if it's the weather or whatever, but there's like the complexion's better. It's just um, I'm just talking on a uh, vanity point here. I mean, very nice people too, but it's pretty hot women. Yes. Okay, so uh, what else is going on? So I was reading Johnny Depp is selling his uh, French village. It's actually a village. It's a uh, in the south of France. He's selling a 37-acre estate um, for 26 million. And um, everyone knows who Johnny Depp is, parts of the Caribbean. Um, but I'm bringing up Johnny Depp. I want to get your opinion on this. Johnny Depp uh, is a great actor. Uh, he's done a lot of good films. Um, some of his last ones, though, uh, even going back about three, four years ago with The Lone Ranger, which flopped. Um, 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 my opinion is that people are getting sick of Johnny Depp in the sense of his um, his wacky characters and the, the makeup and the crazy, you know, like he, I think he should go back to doing movies like um, <clears throat> what's even Gilbert Grape and Donnie Brasco. Like, some, you know, and he has done a few of those in recent years, but what do you think about that? Do you think people are sick of the whole, like, I'm teaming up with Tim Burton and we're going on another wacky ride? Um, or do you think that's uh, we need? He actually to... is going back to the, when you mentioned Donnie Brasco, the the gangster image of mm. um, Whitey Bulger, and I'll tell you what. Oh, very nice. It is. It's called Black Mass, I think, and it should be out very shortly. I'm dying to see it. He is the splitting image of Whitey Bulger. It's wow. actually really scary if you look him up. Um, yeah, it's it's spooky. I'm gonna take a look. <clears throat> I think he's a great actor. Yeah. He's no Michael Biscardi. Ah, well, thank you. That's true. The true thespian. And, um, oh, here it is. Very good. All right, well, if you're tuning in, we're, um, I think John's having some connection issues coming in, so we're going to keep the show rolling uh, and see what's going on. Time for a little segment. Today, we're going to call What the Hell is Wrong with People? What's wrong with them? Mike, there's a lot of people out there. They just got their head up their ass. You need to get to the bottom of it. What's going well, on? What's wrong? Well, let's go with the obvious, um, which we were just talking about, sort of. Uh, we touched on it. And everybody's talking about who's to blame here. And if you listen to a lot of different programs, Michael Savage Nation had a lot of callers on this past week saying it. 
Oh, I blame you know the the Obama agenda. I blame Harvey Weinstein's violent movies. But let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> this kid's father was to blame. I mean, I have no problem whatsoever, and this is coming from a guy who's very pro Second Amendment. I have no problem abolishing gifting weapons, firearms to people. I don't think people should be able to buy them for other people. Um, there's other systems I'm sure that could work where if you wanted to give somebody a weapon, you surrender it to a government institution, then get a, a background check, whatever the case may be. I'm not here to really come up with a, a scheme. So if I wanted to buy you a gun, I mean, I is it, I can just, you know, apply for one, get a permit, give it to you, and then is it automatically yours? Or, I mean, how does that work? Do you have to fill out paperwork or... I mean, it depends what state you live in. Of course, in New York, you know what it is. Nobody really gets a gun anyway. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have one, but I, my military police background certainly gave me a leg up on getting the uh, yeah. application through. Uh, you know, everybody has the right to bear arms in their home, but the state of New York, and particularly the city, doesn't make it easy for you. They just take your application and put it at the bottom of the pile. But, you know, I, I look at other people, and this is another what the hell is wrong with people issue I have with a lot of people I know on Facebook and other and Twitter and other yeah. mediums they take pictures or at least their boyfriends and girlfriends do of, of the guns that they were given for Christmas this cute little pink handle Taurus and I have the best boyfriend in the world look what he bought me I mean what, what is this like the, the couple that sprays together stays together <laughs> what you to say um, I, the couple that, that loads together and bodes together. <laughs> I, I, I'm big on the Second Amendment. I just don't have, again, the pride for um, just rubbing it in everybody's face that, hi, I'm a gun owner and I'm, I'd like to buy guns for the people I love. This guy should never have gotten his kid his hands on a firearm. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's yeah. my personal opinion. And I think most people would agree. And I think 100%. I have a little bit of stand on that with that one. I think too, yeah, hundred percent too. And I think uh, when you're talking about people posting pictures and giving gifts, there's a lot of. I think most people that purchase a firearm legally are responsible, and they they you know they they, they can't appreciate people flaunting it around, taking pictures because it's given them a bad name. You know, like people, I would imagine most people in the National Rifle Association are responsible gun owners that believe in this, and then. They see, you know, these idiots you know, posting pictures and, and just waving them around like it's a it's a new car. Um, they can't appreciate that. I mean, it's giving you, you know, it's, it's tone it down. All right, big deal. Um, yeah, so I agree with you there. And I think um, you shouldn't be able to gift it at all. Yeah, and by the and way, then... I got you a gun for your birthday. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's a Luger. It's from the old country. So uh, it wasn't purchased here. Oh, a, 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 uh, have you ever fired a, a PP7, a James Bond pistol? PP7? The PPKS? PPKS. I, I was going to actually buy one, as a matter of fact. They're a little expensive. They're not. I wanted one. Just they still, uh, I wanted one. Just they still make I, I mean, it's a. you can actually get one for the target oh, yeah. practice? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. 007. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was going to get one, but it's uh, it's just not rated very well. No, for accuracy. 
Um, actors, I think people said it had a lot of feeding issues. It's not a very powerful weapon. It's like a 380, so you may as well get a, a small 9mm. Like, you know, I have one. It's about the same size as the Walter, but it's newer, it's lighter, and it's a It's a 9mm? Yeah, it's a slightly higher caliber. That's a Glock, right? No, it's actually Beretta, believe it or not. Is that what the police, is that a standard issue? For uh, most no, this is a little compact thing. Uh, guns only come, been out a couple of years, actually. I want to get a, a Derringer. Cute little thing. The Derringer, yeah. A little two-shooter two in my, my shoe from the Old West. <laughs> I would not mind one. Wow. You can still get one? Yeah, no, you can get them. I think they make... They make, like, uh, replicas that still... Fire. Yeah, replicas, they still fire. Or you can buy an antique. Um, hmm. They have... They, I think they have little twenty-two calibers, you know. Imagine there's a lot of gun collectors of classic weapons. You know, the... What's the... Uh, the carbine, the M1, is it the M1 from World War II, the rifle. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine some of those can, can get pretty expensive, and people collect that. And then there's probably some from, you know, the First World War and, you know, of course, muskets from uh, rifles from Civil War and things like that. I mean, it can probably get pretty expensive. There's actually a, a museum I've never been to in L.A. It's the Autry Museum. It's a gun museum next to the zoo. I mean, there's other things, too, but it's a classic um Gene Autry's, you know, props and, and old weapons. Probably pretty cool to see some of that. Gatlin guns, super soakers, eggs, just throwing eggs at people. It's always been fun. All right, so what the hell is wrong with people? Uh, tweet us. Let us know what you think. You tell us what you think's wrong with people these days. And uh, we're going to sort through the issues and get them out in the air. I'm Matthew Clark. Michael Biscardi waiting on John Hassinger to uh, come into the show, having some connection issues, and joining us later is Mr. Ryan Manuel, uh, who's an actor. He's done all kinds of funny things. Uh, he's written a book to support his latest project, The Don Juan of Detroit, uh, which he's going to talk to a little bit uh, later. Okay, so um, we're talking about a few issues in the news, um, going through uh, issues of the week, what's happening, course, the big one is the shooting in South Carolina. Uh, other issues are the uh, increasingly uh, uh, increasing um, nominees entering the Republican Party race, uh, seeing what's going on with the primaries, and uh, we'll keep everybody posted on that and get some opinions. All right. So, okay. Mr. yes. Oh, yeah. um. I know. I know. <laughs> Sir? This is unethical. Uh, this is a this is an orthodox, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, the big issue in everyone's mind is Michael Biscardi's married life. We want to ask you a few questions, and you tell me if these are stereotypes uh, or if you foresee them happening to you. Are you ready to begin, Michael? By all means, fire away. The wife nagging you to go antiquing. Is that going to happen to you, or is that just a stereotype? Well, I know nagging is definitely going to happen, and it already has, and it happened prior to getting married, you know, by my own mother, but uh, as, as you well know. Antiquing, um, you know, we haven't purchased the house yet. don't know if it's going to be contemporary or not, so I don't know. It could uh, be an antique, the house itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That remains to be seen. When... Uh... 
you guys, if and when you have children, will they be posted on Facebook every 10 seconds? <laughs> I don't think so. No, um, I'm not big on that, as you know. Of course. Talked about that oh in prior What the Hell is Wrong with People segments, I believe. The, the crazy mommies and the, the um, bridezillas. Yeah. Uh, I don't anticipate doing that. I mean, I'll put one picture out. So-and-so was born this at this time, weighed this much. And, uh, you know, you can leave your your congratulations and like comments here. And that's pretty much going to close the chapter till the first birthday. Right. Your wedding cake. Did you eat any of it? No, big event. did not. You mean, wait, wait, hold on. So you had a wedding cake and you didn't even have a slice? Nope. Was it gone? Don't. Were you just not hungry? Don't like coconut. Ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah I'm we not got a big it. fan. The consistency of it, it's just... Yeah. Coconut did... cake. It wasn't a very big cake either. So you didn't want to, didn't want to slice. Did, did your bride have a slice? Uh... I think she did have one. I think it'd be funny if it wasn't even a real cake. If it was just for the photos, and meanwhile you threw it in the ocean afterwards. It was just a scorpion fish. You guys just having a plate flopping. And I'm like, it doesn't even look anything like a cake. That's disgusting. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, um, it wasn't a very extravagant cake. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, we didn't even have little figurines on there. We had to do a quick thing. Again, you know that we're probably going to have to have another one when I go back home. Uh, this was just for her family. So I said, you know what? This was just uh, a nightmare in and of itself just to get this thing off the ground and get the venue. So we just didn't have time to really square away a perfectly extravagant three-story, five-story wedding cake. So we just, I think, went to... I don't know, regular Joe Baker and got something that looks like an Entenmann. We don't like coconut, so we didn't. We don't like coconut, so we didn't. I, I took a picture. We didn't do, you know, the smashing the cake in the face. Right. We did pictures cutting it. Right. But no, I did not. When um, <clears throat> when you go back east, I imagine it'd be east coast somewhere for the. Uh, the celebration there is it do you have to reenact the wedding is it just more of a party i mean do you have to pretend uh do you have to like redo like a well traveling troupe you have to do the same thing over again for, for another audience how does that work yeah i think she through the catholic wedding so I, we didn't do any vows on this one i had no plans to, to do it either um that's something that may occur as it i think is a prerequisite in, in a catholic wedding and I guess we'll just take the rings off and put them back on. But yeah, we're, we'll probably end up doing that one in a church just because she wants to. It's not my idea. Yeah. And is that going to be uh, sometime this year? Uh, this year, next year. This weekend, actually. You didn't hear about it, but um, you're flying to... Uh, it's going to be held at the um, Candlewick doing trivia night. <laughs> be, uh, oh, you know what? Um, speaking of weddings, actually, a mutual friend of ours, I don't know if you know, he just did tie the nut, so the knot, excuse me, so I guess we should give a shout out to yes. John and Kelly Fernandez, yeah, they just got congratulations found out uh, yesterday, yeah, saw a few pictures, they look good. Oh, I didn't, I think I heard something of that on, on, on the Facebook feed, 
but uh, I didn't see any, any pictures. I'll have to look for that. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Uh, we're going to be joined by Ryan Manuel in just a few minutes now. Um, I'm going to wrap this segment up by just asking uh, two more questions quickly about marriage life. Is it reality or a stereotype with Michael Piscardi? Uh, Mike, you're trying to watch, uh, let's just say you're trying to watch the Jets game. It's Sunday afternoon. But uh, you're not going to be able to finish that game because you promised your wife that you were going to do something around the house. Is that going to happen with you, or is it kind of a uh, bitch, please? I do what I want. Nah, Sundays, we, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. On Sundays, we don't really you know, do most of the cleaning. That's, yeah. Well, she works out of the house anyway, so. Oh, nice. I'm on her lunch break while I'm at work. That's the way to she, do it. My ex-girlfriend, she was a prostitute. In. She worked out of the house, too. So how are we doing it here? It's conducive for everybody. But there's... Oh. Excellent. And um, does uh, does your wife cook? Are you gonna? Is it gonna? Oh, yeah. When you come home every day, is there gonna be a um, yes a suckled pig on the table with all the trimmings? She's not big on the swine. She doesn't feed on the swine. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't play. With no, I eat well. I eat well. Very good. Tell you what, the um, Mexican culture, they know how to cook, and they know how to. Uh, there's definitely. Some damn good meals, and there's lots of it too. I mean, it flows. They know how to eat, and um, it's always good. Yeah, if you want to be happy, marry a uh, hot-headed Latina that will—maybe uh, not hot-headed, but they'll uh, know how to cook. All right. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations again on the lovely uh, on the nuptials. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely. A new experience, to say the least. It's amazing. Cheers. Uh, Ryan Manuel, will be joining us. Okay. Just a second here. Ryan, when you call in, sir, let us know you're on. Hello? Is this Ryan? This is he. Ryan, welcome, sir. Welcome aboard. Hello. Uh, The volume's a little low. Let me check a few things. Ryan, this is uh, Matt, and I'm with Michael Biscardi. And John Hassinger, I believe, is going to be joining us. Oh. Oh, perfect timing. The long lost oh. soul. Oh, my God. Where, where oh. you been? I, you, I feel terrible. You're texting me. You're having Skype is my, down. and it's my laptop, my laptop is just slowly dying. And uh, I can't, I don't know why I can't connect to the internet. Like, it says that I'm connected. Right. Hello? Hey, Ryan. Hey, um, one second, sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna patch you in. Guys, John, sorry, I lost the last ten things you said. Uh, ah! Skype is, <laughs> is terrible today. So, uh, I mean, it, the uh, studio where we all record in the same place at an office building in downtown Los Angeles is bad today. So, that's oh. why uh, that's happening. But so you're you're on. You had trouble trouble getting on, huh? Yeah, and I uh, I got it on my phone now. How do I sound? You sound good. I'm clear. All right. Well, I don't want to slow anything down, so let's just keep rolling. All right. Welcome. We were. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the show. No, um, I was listening, and I wanted to tell you it, it sounds perfect. You're listening okay. to the wrong show because it wasn't this one. Yeah, we I was in the John out. taking the crap the whole time. I was in there <laughs> too, which was weird. I was in the John watching him do that. 
for no YouTube. It was so good. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I must have good acoustics in there. Yeah. Right. We've got a so, T-Rex. So um, I, I, I didn't know. I haven't been listening for the last, I would say, five minutes. Thank God that we did not have nice things to say. Oh, is that when you started bashing me? Not you. Not you. Oh. But ourselves. We missed you. We missed yes, you. we wanted you to join in the bashing. But there was a lot of slurs. I mean, it got pretty ugly. For PR reasons, you're lucky you weren't on the show because there's going to be some lawsuits. Oh, well, good. But, I, yeah, I, I heard it start to get political, and then there was some gun talk, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I had to shut everything down on my end, yeah. so I, I didn't hear that wrap up. Yeah, we, the gun talk, all the listeners were giving him a free Uzi today. Um, Sweet. It's a toy one, but it's it's free. Ah. So mom and dad, it's coming to you. So uh, <laughs> we're getting Ryan Manuel back on. He's going to be uh, joining the old um, podcast in just a second. Uh, John, did you have a movie review for us this week? Uh, no, I didn't because I thought uh, we were just going to do that every other week. Ah. But actually, no, what? I lied. Hmm. It's not really a movie review. It's one of those, you know, weird things in movies that, uh, you know, become a mystery, like the three seashells and Demolition Man. Yes. Um, so it, it, this is about the movie Birds. You know, with uh, Birds. Tip- Alfred Hitchcock. Ah, Tippy Hedrum, great flick. Yeah. Mm, Birds. Um, at the end of Hitchcock's The Birds doesn't just leave the viewer questioning the intention of the birds and the plight of the protagonists. It cuts to black in an abrupt way unfamiliar to modern cinema, making it seem like the end scene is missing. Is anyone familiar with that, the end of that, that movie? Yeah, how does it work? Uh, Jessica Tandy or something, don't, doesn't she escape, but she gets attacked, and you know, Tippy Hedren goes and they, away with... No, there's no man in that one. They, like, walk away out of the house real slowly, and they get into the car, and all the birds yes. are all just sitting there. Yes. And they don't move. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. Because they brought the lovebirds in, and that messed up every, That's all, right. everything. That's right. Lovebirds, yes. Which That's happens right. all the time. Every time you bring... Um... <laughs> I'm going to tell this joke. Never mind. <laughs> Not in the air. I'll tell it afterwards. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think um, it, Jesse Jackson looks at himself as as a lovebird. You He's know? a lovebird. When, when there's madness out there, yeah. he comes in and he calms everyone down. The opportunist, <laughs> Al Sharpton. He is a soothsayer. <laughs> He's a sweet man. Hitchcock actually wanted a final alternate ending with the protagonist driving to the Golden Gate Bridge, which would be swarmed by birds, indicating the attacks were not over. In another proposed ver- proposed version, Melanie and Mitch would have driven through a city in ruins with dead birds everywhere. However, these versions were scrapped, considered too long and too difficult to film. Uh, it's weird. It's like, ah, just end it there. Yeah, because just... I don't I don't want to do that Golden Gate Bridge thing. It's too expensive. We ran out of the budget here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, that there was like um, on Cracked.com a list of. I don't know. It was like 12 movie mysteries, unexplained or explained movie mysteries. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And, uh, I luckily saved that one because I didn't think I was doing this segment this week, Matt. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know either. Well, we, <laughs> we don't did. have to do it. It's a hell of a classic to choose. So I heard you guys talking about, uh, you know, what's, what the hell's wrong with people, parents, 
uh, or just people giving others guns and then people taking like selfies with their gats <laughs> and they're like, you know, sweet 16, like, look at my Glock. Yeah. Mom got me. Some things you just shouldn't be putting online. You just look like that's, a jackass. Uh, that's a weapon, you know, like respect the uh, power that thing has. Why don't you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my, my veteran buddies are big on the, the profile pictures of them holding the rifle. Oh. You know, they're out on the range and it's, you know, I love the guys and all, but I understand it. We're all part of the firearm culture. It's just really, what are you trying to tell me? Do you know how to fight without that thing? Right. You know, do you, what are you trying to say? Look at me. I'm such a badass. Right. You know, I'm on the range. I got my Winchester with me. It's like the tough and, guy equivalent uh, of, of like holding a beer or like holding a, like a bottle of vodka and for like, just for the picture. Yeah. You know, and no, like pretending no. to drink it. It's like nobody drinks alcohol from the bottle, and if they do, it's not like that. They're not like waving it in the air like it's right. uh, like they right. do in the movies. You know, it's like the equivalent of that. Like it's, it's the equivalent of my girlfriend when she got her new purse. Right. <laughs> like it's just like an, new a, an accessory. It's a toy. Yes, it's a toy. These batons. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's utilitarian. It's for. Showing off the arm. Um, John, how much How much I, does your girlfriend... Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. Go, how go. much does your girlfriend spend on shoes? I'm just uh, asking because I want to know. Because Jen will spend, like, not a whole lot, but it's still, like, that's ridiculous. She has her moments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a few in there where I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was so many different ways you could have spent that money on things you needed. But you know what? We live in America, and that's yep. just how it goes. Sorry. No, it's everybody. I was just, you know, everyone <laughs> does that. It's uh, Mike. Does does Karen spend a lot on, on zapatos? We <laughs> don't have enough room in her closet to, uh, to hold all of the zapatos that she has. She actually, when she got here, zapatos. She had to. She brought a big load with her and then she didn't have enough room in the SUV on the trip from Monterey across the border she had to make yet a second trip well my in-laws did came back to get more of her shoes oh, many sho too many shoes yeah. shoes you got handbags oh my and, god uh, there's just never enough hangers apparently let's get some shoes shoes but actually, in all honesty, I've got a lot of shoes, and, and some of them I can't even wear because they're so beat up. I mean, I've got sneakers that are used just for doing dirty work because you can't wear them. They're just not presentable. Doing dirty work. <laughs> I've got a pair of boots that were given to me by a sergeant major. They're cowboy boots. They don't really fit me too well, but I think they look kind of cool, so at some point I'm going to wear them. Sergeant major. Guys, I'm going to put on a quick music break as we connect Ryan Manuel in. Uh, if right. you're listening right now to the podcast, so tweet us your questions and responses and any comments at the underscore podcastle on Twitter. That's at the underscore podcastle. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcastle. Every uh, event has their technical problems from time to time. This one was my fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a school bus outside, and it caught on fire, so I had to get up and save those kids. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why. That's what happened. So if there's a problem, I solve take it. it up. Yeah, if I solve it, I'll check, check out, out the beat. 
<laughs> Welcome, we have Ryan Manuel on the show. Ryan, what's up, homie? Welcome. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Um, like I was just saying, um, I was messing around with my first photography shoot. Uh, I've all, for my project, I've always hired a director of photography, and now I've started to teach myself a little something-something. Uh, so it was a humbling experience, to say the least. I thought it was... Uh, I thought you were filming something, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's actually a promo for a Pilates studio. Ah, cool. Yeah. Ryan, you do a lot of work. Um, you have lots of credits, and... Uh, I've known you for a while now. You're always very creative. You do a lot of different projects too. I mean, you're not just like uh, yeah. I'm kind of stupid like that. Uh, you know, like between acting and then putting my own projects together, and and then a novel. It's like a novel. A novel. The novel. Yeah, that's a, is from yeah. Don Juan of Detroit. Yep, that's uh, the Don Juan of Detroit is a novel, and I put together that that. Uh, 43-second uh, teaser trailer that I showed at the Show Your Shorts um, thing. Yeah. And currently sexy, I'm going to be man. working on... Yes, it's sexy as hell. Um, and a little evil. Um, Good. And I was going to put together something that looks more like a movie trailer, something that's, you know, about two minutes long. And, you know, and you find out more what it's about instead of it just being image-based. You know, that, that one is just like sure. being assaulted by various imagery, you know, and this one is going to kind of tell you more what the story is about but it sounds absurd but i've seen other people do it where they actually make trailers for their book um makes sense i guess in this kind of add you know image-based society you know and then also there's more venues to share it like uh twitter or instagram you know you you can share an excerpt from your novel all day but sometimes the more engaging way to go is is something visual it makes sense to do that especially yeah. with this add culture I mean, obviously, there's always been like ads for books, but why not? You have a whole forum there on YouTube and social media to do trailers for books. So why the hell not? And, and that aside, too, it was actually it was kind of fun to, you know, you write the novel and then you have a chance to kind of in, a, in some small way make it come to life, you know. And so it was a rewarding personal experience as well to, you know, cast someone for Don Juan and cast the lovely ladies and obviously some of those scenes were a bit awkward um, and then casting was a bit awkward um, you huh. know trying to explain like don't worry it's not porn but it is kind of 50 shades it is of kind of porn but it's no, a it's little it, it's amazing too if you guys aren't familiar with the Don Juan of Detroit the trailer it's just Ryan and like 30 hot chicks having sex and that's I'm actually not this. me it's a guy that looks like me well, then the casting's your problem, man, because you should jump right in there. But no. <laughs> the, the, act, the actor that I met with actually said that. He's like, why don't you just do it? And uh, I, t I told him that I was afraid that if, if I showed this book to my friends, coworkers, family, that they would think that it's me, that it's like a thinly veiled bio sort of thing. Um, I guess because I haven't written any other novel. Ryan Manuel, sex yeah. Ryan's eight mile. Ryan yeah, eight mile. yeah, something <laughs> like that. So uh, I was when I decided to actually shoot something to represent it. I was like, I'm not. I can't play this. The other thing is for casting reasons. Um, I thought that would come across as creepy as hell. Like yeah. you're talking to a woman and you're saying, Oh, you we're gonna be shooting at this motel. 
you know, we're not going to shoot penetration, but there's going to be nudity. And they're there's like, not oh, even a camera the there. Me. Yeah. You know, if someone else played it. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Plus, I would imagine you directing it and, you know, uh, I mean, you, d you directed it, right? Yeah, essentially. I, I had a director of photography and we worked close together about, okay. you know, because he, he I knew what vibe I wanted, but he knew how to, you know, line up the shots and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, good chemistry. Yeah, we worked together on quite a few things, but uh, like my X-Men project is basically like Judd Apatow. It's kind of dialogue based. So it kind of didn't matter how it looked. It was all about the witty dialogue. And here's something with no dialogue. So it's actually one of the first things I tried to do that I wanted it to look good. And it had to, you know, like uh, I couldn't I couldn't rest on the witty dialogue because there's no dialogue, you know. Yeah. I guess that difference between like Kevin Smith and then like a more visual director like Stanley Kubrick, you know. Right. So it, it was an interesting exercise in that regard, too. But uh, I ended up finding a lot of actors that have done uh, a fair amount of uh, racy material. The lead um, is basically a professional model. He actually told me that he, he's never worked a day in his life. I was like, that's bad. <laughs> Him and the rest uh, of Los Angeles. Yeah, I know. I know. We don't. But not, not in a trusted baby kind of way, but in a, he's just been modeling since he was like 15. So yeah. it's like he just never had a job. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that um, is cool. And I'd imagine too that makes it a lot easier if you know your if you if if you were to cast you know actors in this film and they really haven't done anything except for like theater work or um, sketch and you're saying by the way you're getting you know half nude and this is happening some of them would probably not even do it or they would be very uncomfortable. So the fact I would imagine the fact that they've done something like that before really that uh, makes it easier. Helped. And actually, for the webcam audition for the actresses, one of the uh, actresses, very beautiful, very talented, she was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do any of that. Here's my credits. And I was like, you know what? I've said that to casting directors, too. So I'm not going to discount her just because she said. Sure. She'll never <laughs> work again. But then she was like, I've done the orgy scene in Wolf of Wall Street. I did this. Here's some of my uh, racy YouTube videos. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, you're perfect. Test me. Come on board. And uh, I, I did pay $100 uh, per actress, and they were only on set for like an hour. And I did reassure them that it's like, it's going to be a trailer. So a lot of times people won't even know it's you. It's going to move so fast. Yeah. You know? But I knew that would be the most difficult part of this and most expensive part of this project is like, you know, it's not really something that people can use for their reel, but they're going to be doing sex stuff on camera. Like, you have to pay for that. There's no right. copy credit, you know, situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't or the pay types a, of girls that respond to that. Take your pants you off and I'm going to make you a sandwich. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine, too, um, being attached to that, uh, when, you're, when you're auditioning people, I mean, was, it's probably tough to discriminate. Some people are, I mean, I'm sure you had a lot of people audition for it. How did you discriminate with who uh, you're going to put in there and, you know, who you, you can't really... Uh, Bring on. That's a, that's a good question. Well, I wanted variety because basically Don Juan of Detroit like fucks the entire city. Um, so, but then Detroit is largely black, so I needed to make sure I had some black actresses. Um, right. And uh, but then yeah, I wanted to vary up the 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 look of each girl, um, so that you got a sense that it's like because like the Fifty Shades of Grey, he has this relationship with this one woman, 
And I wanted to make it clear, like, nope, it's the entire city. So we even used wigs and put them on different actresses just to give you a sense, like, you know, he's he's banging the whole town. Um, and for the audition, I had them actually read segments from the novel. Um, and But a lot of it, too, was to also make sure that they look like their headshots, you know, um, I think just about every actor can be guilty of using older headshots. Maybe they put on a few. Yeah, here's my and picture that, of Disneyland, 1988. I look exactly. Yeah. Oh and uh, so some of it, some of the audition was actually just more of a verification. Yeah. No. That, and no, and that, then I, I had like a comfortability questionnaire that I sent. Like, are you comfortable pantomiming, doggy style sex, oral sex? Are you comfortable uh, with a ball gag? Are you comfortable with that? You know, I, I sent surveys like that out too, but it's not for a film. It's just, it's a fetish thing. Just, I just want to know. That's just your Tinder profile? Well, yeah, Ryan, I have, a, I have to ask a couple questions. <laughs> are you comfortable with? So, Don Juan of Detroit, uh, in a nutshell, give us a little synopsis. So, it's about this guy. He's the Don Juan. Of, well, uh, it's um, essentially a modern day retelling of uh, the Midas touch, um, you know, where, where King Midas, uh, he's greedy and one day he wakes up and he can turn everything into gold. This guy is an alcoholic who is always going after the ladies, but uh, he's overweight. He's in his late 30s. He's broken in every way. So he fails miserably. Um and then one day he wakes up and women start responding to him. And then it builds and it builds. And then they come knocking on his door. And it takes him a while, but he realizes, like, oh, I have some kind of power. Um, but then it gets a bit out of control. Then men start wanting to sleep with him. And then uh, Girl Scouts and animals. And so, believe it or not, it's actually kind of that a same comedy. old Hollywood story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically like, um, like I don't know, like Cyclops' laser blast. Like, it's cool. It's, you can shoot nice. Magneto. But then also it can go out of control and you can destroy buildings. And that's it's something that starts out as a gift ends up being a curse. He's trying to um, weld this, yield this power in and harness it. I mean, it, it, it gets out of control for him. Yeah, yeah. So it's and the same way King Midas accidentally yeah. touches his daughter and turns her into gold, his power is going too far. Uh, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. And so my log line is, be careful what you wish for, you just might fuck it. <laughs> great job. Great yeah, job. that'll look great on the, the back of a book at uh, what is it? Barnes and Nobles. Do they still have Barnes and Nobles anywhere? They 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 do, I think. And it's gonna be it's gonna be all over the place. It'll be great. But mostly people just use it for the restroom, right? Yeah. Well, you, you got to take. Well, it they for make the good coffee. I know that. Oh, they make good coffee too. Yeah, that's yeah. true sexual it's like a waypoint for transients it's not really a literary it's like enterprise. a train station for them to to figure <laughs> out their their which corner they're working and then schedule it scheduling right what am i gonna fix with my life <laughs> right i think i went there once to try and find a school book a textbook and and they didn't have it so i said really i don't know what i need you outside of this coffee right. yeah, but you good. left with a with a yanni live at the acropolis cd <laughs> I still have that section. <laughs> yeah Ryan, there's a portion of the proceeds uh, from the novel, I believe. Are they they go to Detroit? I mean, I know there's some sort of charitable aspect you incorporated. Yes, uh, yeah, five percent of the profits will go to uh, a program called City Year that I was a part of for two years, mm. and it's something like an urban Peace Corps, um, and it's a really great idea because not only does it help 
uh, the community, but it also helps the people that are working for it. Like it's, it's young people that are sort of, they've graduated high school and maybe they're not ready to go to college. And it's kind of like the army in that regard where you get money for college by uh, working in your own city and helping out. Um, so I thought I knew that I wanted to uh, try to give back with whatever um, money that I made from the book. I didn't know in what regard. And then it made sense. Uh, Detroit's not doing so hot, as a lot of people know. Um, yeah. And and because I do have a, a, a bond with City Year, I thought, well, City Year Detroit, I think that's, that's, you know, maybe if it helps raise awareness, any way I could help. Um, of course, the nasty content of the novel sort of goes against everything city or stands for but you know hey people money. in detroit they were tough i mean they they i'm sure they can handle it you, t- <laughs> you, you tell people from your detroit you know you, you could be in a, an airport and someone could be you know upsetting you and you go where you're from and they would say chicago and you know, whatever someone says yeah. from detroit and you're like all right i get it uh, i'll just say you. if you're from detroit you're from the d you're from the d you, do you tell people you're from the d I'm actually not from Detroit. I'm from no. um, I thought you were from Eight Mile, and you're just, you know, you're like Matt. I, I've, I've, okay, no. so we can start insulting your city now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can go on. Uh, I I actually chose the title because uh, Don Juan DeMarco. So when I was thinking Don Juan, oh yeah, there was Detroit or Des Moines. Um, Des Moines might have been nice too. You could have like girls being banged in haystacks and shit. Right. But, three of them. Um, Ultimately, I went with Detroit, and it's at the time I, I actually wrote the screenplay ten years ago. Uh, so I was I was like twenty six years old, and I thought, you know, I heard about Detroit that, you know, what's going on, but I also thought <clears throat> they had nicer areas too. And unfortunately, um, yeah, there's about two blocks that are nice. None that I've seen. Gross, <laughs> yeah, gross point. Yeah. Like the the outside of Detroit has some of like the nicest homes in the world, and then it's amazing. Like, I'm fascinated with Detroit. I think it's amazing that this is, like, one of the top ten cities in the world in 1960. And then now it's, like, miles of abandoned houses. Like, really nice homes because of the collapse of the auto industry. I mean, it's it's sad. Um, yeah. But it's just incredible it, to see it, that. It Google d- abandoned Detroit and you'll be fascinated with what's happening. Oh, I was in... I was in Afghanistan with a buddy of mine from from Detroit. From Same the thing. Collapse of the auto industry. <laughs> and he he used he used to tell me stories about he was walking his little sister to school and some guy got shot. And he was just walking over the body casually. <laughs> and oh, he was on his way to school. Oh yeah. And I I tried to include some of that in the novel too because I I wrote the script when I was uh, much younger and more naive and but also the economy all around the U.S. was better back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And sure. as as the general economy of the U.S. has declined, um, any any place like Detroit that was sort of on the precipice is just going to fall even harder. And uh, yeah. So I, I realized that when I was writing the novel and I'd have to get into more detail. Because as you guys know, a script is like he said, she said, interior, exterior. But if you're writing a novel, you have to put a lot more layers and detail. So I did start to research it and kind of say, okay, we need to really... Detroit's not just any city. It's not New York. It's not Chicago. Like, it has its own vibe. So I did try to make sure that some of it was represented, you know. Of course. And where where can people find the novel? Is it out yet? What, where can we uh, yeah, I, I just put it out on Amazon. And right now, if you have something called Kindle Select, uh, it's available for free. Um, 
the the Kindle version normally goes for three dollars, and the paperback goes for nine dollars. If you're uh, old school and you like to actually hold the thing. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of us old school out there. I'm and, old. Uh, I'm old school too. I like to own the physical thing, unless it's porn. We're a, we're a dying breed, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're just old dinosaurs setting our ways. <laughs> so, uh, so what's next? You got some other projects coming down the pipeline that you're looking into do? Uh, well, um, as, as you know, at the show, your shorts, I did the, uh, the Wolverine sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I started, I was, I was Iron Man for Halloween once and it was kind of fun. And I figure of all the Marvel characters, maybe that's one of the closest that I look like as well. Um, oh, yeah. so I decided to do, uh, an Iron Man, uh, parody and I'll, I'll be shooting that in September or October. Always doing something good, and and what I like about your work is it's it's very diverse. You do like one. I mean, you did a the Don Juan of Detroit is one thing, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you're doing something uh, spoofing Wolverine, and then you're doing something. I mean, it's it's great. It's very creative. Well, I've always admired directors that do that. Like for example, I like Scorsese, but a lot of times he rests on his laurels, and it's like, well, let's do the mob thing in New yeah. York. Oh, this time it's the Irish mob, but eh, it's still kind of the same thing. Right. But then you see someone as varied. Uh, I guess maybe even Tarantino would be a pretty good example. With he 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 went through his kung fu phase, and then the spaghetti western phase, yeah. and then the slick talking criminal reservoir dogs phase. Like he's always challenging himself to do something different, and yet everything still sort of bears his stamp. Yeah, it has you know, that branding that you recognize with him. Like, yeah, like you get genre. the feel of a Tarantino movie, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess because I've always admired that, that's also kind of what I want to be. And I think if, if you're a movie lover, you tend you tend to not just like horror movies unless you're a sociopath. You like you like a little bit of everything. And right. so I feel like when you create, it's the same thing. Like sometimes I want to do something zany, wild, and funny. And something sometimes I want to do something beautiful and insightful you know but i I have found however that like i i did do like a 15 minute dramatic short and i was left sort of feeling like well what's the point um you know because with with a short like that you know 15 minutes it's it's trying people's patience um you don't have the kind of budgets to get the look you want per se and and how invested can you really be in a character you know after 10 or 15 minutes so I found that like dramas are great, but just for the short form, share it on YouTube kind of way. I don't know. I don't think I'll be doing that again. Um, I'm, but I'm if you can you make there. someone yeah. laugh, if you can make someone laugh for five minutes, that's we'll different. Watch it over and over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm with you, man, with with yeah. shorts, I've written a lot of, uh, I guess, short films. Some are comedies. Some, you know, most most are comedy based, but they're you know fifteen twenty pages, and I'm thinking. Well, on one side of the token, people aren't really going to sit through this on YouTube. And secondly, I mean, it's too short to be a full feature, so you can maybe do some festivals with it. But there's the money to put into it. You just wonder what the end result is. Yes. It has to be like a passion project to say, you know what? I really want to do the story. I'm going to just put it out there, do festivals, and then I can check this off my my list of things I want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to. And at the time when I did that other dramatic short, I did feel it. and it was based on a screenplay that I wrote, so I was hoping it would gain it some attention. But I sort of left that experience going like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that again. 
Yeah. Um, and you you can one go broke and be very disenfranchised going down mm-hmm. the circuit. I know a lot of guys my age they came out here, you know, at about you know twenty two to twenty five years old, and then that's what they did. They did one passion pro- project. They submitted to every festival. Went about ten grand, twenty grand in debt over a short film. They got burnt the fuck out, and then they never did anything again. Yeah, they got right. one IMDb credit, and you know, wow. boom. That was they this. just thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I haven't set the world on fire or anything. I'm not talking about success. I'm just talking about putting all your eggs in one basket. Because when that basket gets broken, you're kind of left screwed. Yeah. yeah. And they're all they're all still out here, but then they're not really doing anything anymore. They kind of got they got their asses kicked too hard, too quick. Yeah. Too At least much. my my ass kicking has been taking place over 10 years lightly. You're a tough you know? dude. <laughs> Tough guy. And then once their ass are kicked, they all end up in the Santa Monica Piers, right, Shar? Yeah. <laughs> Santa Monica Pier, home of the heroin needles. Yeah, yeah hey, I'm not saying I wouldn't end up there either. Sometimes <laughs> we should all go there and film the the Don Juan of. Yeah, you know, I've known so many actors though who Santa Monica. They come back east. Uh, Philly's a big market for this. A lot of guys that I've worked with in the indie circuit throughout, you know, the New York tri-state area, they'll go out to L.A. They'll, they'll hold on to their three ten or three two three number or, or their eight one eight because they want people to know that you know that's their their, their contact is their Los Angeles area code. Is that right? <laughs> it's very yeah. They nobody wants to give up their area code, but usually when they get washed out, they come back east. But don't necessarily quit. Um, I know a bunch of guys who are doing, you know, small parts, some a lot of background work, obviously. And they're all the same projects over and over again. If you look at anything in, you know, the the New York, the Philly, the Boston area, if you see movies that are shooting there, mm. go click on an actor, and not a principal actor, back a local talent. And then click on other works, and you'll see that there's something trending. It's all the same people doing, wow. <laughs> yeah, over and over. All these same people in uh, in like Philly, for example. I did a movie some years ago. It didn't go anywhere. It was a um, an independent film, and there was a great actor. I won't mention his name, but he's actually a really talented guy. There was also Thank you. a really horrible guy, who uh, both of, of whom did their time in L.A. Did a few things, came back east just because they weren't getting enough in L.A. However, this one guy I thought was really talented, and he was doing a lot of work in New York and Philly. Um, But again, it's like every single time something comes to town, it's the same people over and over, always doing this. So it's like you're you're now becoming local talent, and there's nothing wrong with that. You become local talent, and you're established as such. Whereas, you know, when you take off as a principal artist, I, I guess you, you sort of spread your your name around the map a little bit. But, um, you know, again, it goes back to what are you most happy with? As long as you're doing what you love, maybe you didn't make it in Los Angeles, but you made something of yourself as a local celebrity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's you have to find out what, what makes you happy. And I've often, because, um, you know, I have a full-time job uh as well, you know, so I've often 
found myself balancing it. And it's only recently that I've, I've wondered, like, am I happy enough if I never, like, quote unquote, make it? But I do occasionally get to do what I love. Is that good enough? Yeah. And, uh, and and most yes. of the time, the answer is yes. But then sometimes uh, I wonder, like, all right, so I'm 35 now. When I'm 40, will the answer be the same? And does it matter? Do I have to ask that question now? You know, I think it's something everyone, because as we all know, you know, becoming the next, like, superstar, or to even make a, a full-time career out of, you know, <clears throat> acting, writing, film, it's it's uh, it's close to impossible. But are you having... Yeah, it's a crapshoot, you know, and are, are you having fun chasing the impossible? You know, is it rewarding? And uh, for yeah. me, the answer is yes, you know. Yeah, but it, it, is, it is tough. Yeah, it's a good way to yeah. look at to, to sort of gauge it. Um, I won't work for anything for less than a ham sandwich. But <laughs> if it's, uh, no, if you got to if you got to be happy, if you're going to end up and you're happy, I mean, that's that's the point of the whole thing. I always had the philosophy. If you, you're doing something you love, everything else will follow through. Because there's too many, as you know, there's too many dead people in this town. Oh, yeah. Literally and figuratively. Where, oh, yeah. um, it's terrible. People, um, it's awful. It's like, <laughs> it's like Biscardi's Detroit. Biscardi stepped over the body. John. You missed that part. Um, but, but my point yeah, is, is uh, yeah, there's too many people that just focus yourself. on, I need to make it. And they're, they're dead inside. And they're very superficial. And if you can gauge you know, the happiness that this brings of doing a craft that you love. I mean, that's, you've already won. That's better than good enough. That's the best, you know? Wow. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think you're right. There's not enough, uh, not enough people that really ask themselves that, like, yeah. and it's, as, as human beings, we do exist in all three spaces. Like, what am I doing now? What do I want to do? What have I done? You know, and uh, I, I do sort of, like, I find very myself McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, all right. You kind of find yourself sure. saying, like, right. it's good to be goal-oriented right. and think of the future, you know, and say, like, I want to do this. I need to be doing this. That's okay. That's ambitious. But uh, then you also have yeah. to have a sense of nostalgia and, and know where you've been. And it, it is tough sometimes to have that balance to exist, like, in all three of those spaces. Um, I'm on a lot of mescaline right now. You have to be. You have to mix it up with your opening. And you said goal-oriented. You can't say that. It's it's racist. It's goal-asiented. Yeah. It's offensive. Orient is very offensive. <laughs> very. So, but yeah, absolutely. It was great. Um, hey, look at your Ryan. Stuff. Did did you say earlier that you were in the orgy scene in Wolf of Wall Street? Did I? Did we just glaze over that? No, the uh, the uh, one of the actresses from my Don Juan project, you know, when I was trying to say, like, uh, would you be comfortable with this? And that was kind of her quick response. Like, I've done. this. Wow. Yeah. Although I was actually going to do a full frontal nude uh, for this new uh, Luke Evans movie that's coming out, uh, but they didn't pick me. So uh, I kind of just because I was like, it's 500 bucks and I might just be a blur in the background. Um, but anyway, the actress full that I frontal. did, one full frontal, yeah. Would you have to? Would, would they make you shave? I, I shave anyway. You're okay with just what if it's cold? That's that's pretty rough. I'm sure they'd have bathrobes though. But yeah, it might look like fluffers. An Maybe fluffers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they probably want to keep it. It's I would weird. They them. want the nudity for the effect. 
But I don't know if you know, but an erect penis equals an NC-17 rating. Oh, um, really? That's what pushes yes. it over? A boner? It has to, has can, to be a chump, can, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, you can have a prison scene where a bunch of guys get deloused and their balls are hanging out. But the minute it is erect, uh, that's NC-17. Wow. wow. Fun little Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be erect in the background. Just, you know, a little beefed up. A little beat. Exactly. Actually, I'd you're, you're, you're going to be seen. You want to look good. Fit. You don't want to look like you just exactly. went for a swim in a cold pool. <laughs> When's the last time you sent a dick pic on Tinder and it was soft? Like, oh, check out. It's like a turtle coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, it's, Never. Like, it's like veiny and triumphant. You're yeah. proud as hell. Look at me. You guys yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I, did. I actually had to do it. I had to do a full frontal once, believe it or not. I'm just oh, is that right? Pretty big dick. Uh, I did once, yes. But I don't think it ever got seen. You did? For what? Yeah, I, I Where, did. Can we IMDb it? Let me, uh, yeah. Let me look it up. Uh, I, I, I never saw it. Attach a link to the show when we post it. Uh, but <laughs> I guess it didn't get – I thought it, it was going to get film. an NC-17 rating. And uh, I it, it didn't, thankfully. But um, Well, I don't think it – it didn't go far enough to get any rating. I think it only went to a few film fests for obvious reasons. It was turning into more of a, a porn than anything. Oh. And I really mean that. It really was. There were just too many sex scenes. Uh, so I got selected to do one. I was like, yeah, all right, all right sure, okay. And how, sure. how was that on set? Because I was going to do it, but they didn't pick me. But it how was, was that uh, on set? So I wondered, like, well, is this going to be It was good because I was working – my scene partner was easy to work with. And uh, we laughed name? about it afterwards. And uh, uh, Leslie actually was oh. his name. And um, <laughs> Leslie. He had, he had, he had a nice gynecomastia. Nice hands. <laughs> it was a shower scene, so I had something to grab Suck hold. Your wife's but uh, ah! no, she, uh, she, she was a good person to work with, and we both laughed about it afterwards. But um, I, I didn't think the scene was really necessary personally, and um, I probably could have worn, you know, a speedo or something because it, it didn't have to be seen. I didn't know though at the time that it had to uh, it had to be full blown. And uh, and ready to to shoot, full nude, nude. ready lock, to lock, ready to fire to be an NC-17. So it still would have been R-rated, I know, because it was too weird for me to really, you know get beefed up like that. Uh, yeah, I I did one uh, pantomime sex scene for a student film when I first came out here, and I remember someone told me to tell the actress what Keanu Reeves said is like, if I get excited, I apologize. And if I don't get excited, I apologize. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's pretty much what I told her. But I, I got excited. And yeah. the only time that it was weird is my character got out of bed because he gets caught banging this chick. Okay. And they a guy had to kneel down and get my mark so they could do a rack focus pull. And I was just like, bam, like, you know, five and a half inches of fury. Full throttle. And he was, <laughs> yeah, and he was down on his knees Full putting throttle. the tape there. And his, my dick was just like right in his eyeball. Standing you know? in like, Yeah. But it, it was didn't make Fridays no. last week. It wasn't even on set. That's a really good, like, you know, ease the tension icebreaker, you know, to say, yeah, hey, guess what? I might get a boner. So yep. if I do, I'm sorry, but it's technically a compliment, so don't get pissed. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, and I had no idea how I would react. I could totally see myself going either way, where it was like, yeah. I'd be too nervous and nothing mm. would happen. Or it, or it gets too technical, you know, they're like, oh, when you. When you thrust, make sure you don't go too fast. You know, 
And then your head's just not in any sort of sexy place. But yeah. Well, granted, you, know. you know, when I did it, it wasn't like it was uh, somebody I had just. I had also had some time to get to know my scene partner. It was a, one of those projects that I worked on where we really became a tight-knit group. And actually, oh, no. we all made close friends with each other. So the point is, um, by that point, I had already established myself as, you know, friends with, with the other cast members. So it's not like I don't think I could have done it if I just met this person and then just – you know, shook hands and stripped. I yeah, did you have to like friends? Did you have to make out with her? Yeah, yeah, that was easy. Okay, I don't know. I've kissed some bad. I've had some bad experiences out there where girls don't know how to kiss. I'd be worried about that on the set. Oh, rip your lips up. Yeah, I've had bleeding. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's always tough. You know, sloppy. But I guess just like anything else, like chemistry. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, I'm in in real life. I'm heavy on the tongue, and then you're not supposed to do that. Uh, so it's like, yeah, right. it's it's. I don't know. You gotta like hold the tongue in, but do the same thing everywhere else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This it's it's different. It's got all over real the place. Simulated. Yeah. Add. You know, you tongue everywhere. Boats. Too much. I'm tongue. changing positions. I'm rotating. I'm bobbing. I'm like on a swivel. I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> Soda. <laughs> All right, boys. I think that's all the time we have today. I'd like to thank Mr. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me. Sorry for all the technical difficulty. Super. Yeah, sorry for the technical difficulty. Thanks for joining us. This is great. It was was great to hear about uh, all your projects. The Don went up Detroit. Look forward to Amazon in novel form. Yeah, if uh, if you're into reading smut and stuff, funny smut, funny smut, you know, uh, give give it a whirl. You know, I actually would be interested in reading funny smut. I mean, one uh, combining those two things would be, is like worlds colliding, and I think it would be great just to just to dive in. I, I've, so I've actually called it. it something like Shame meets Deuce Bigelow meets Thinner. I love it. Meets Thinner because there there is that thinner. element of zany, sexy craziness, and then but then there's also the the darker side of sex addiction that you yeah. know is, and then there's some supernatural. Yeah. It's a little like thinner. You don't need to tell so me. So it's a weird amount, but you know. <laughs> so Deuce Bigelow, what else? Uh, meets Shame, Shame. Uh, which is that uh, Fassa Bender uh, mm. picture. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, with Steve, what was it, Steve um, McQueen, um, who did 12 Years a Slave. But that's, that's sort of a, a dark drama about yeah. sex addiction. And then Thinner. Um, thinner. Where, you know, Great this fat guy food. that he thinks yeah 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 like we'll kind of say where something that he thinks is a gift is actually a curse and then thinner he uh starts yes. getting thinner and thinks it's a good thing but then he realizes he's being erased like and that's mountain from town <laughs> oh man even king yeah the best he really is he really is ryan thank you for joining us so much sir Please come back yeah, anytime. Anytime you want to call in, just just hop on. Well, maybe after we do the uh, this, oh, I dropped you there for a second. Maybe oh, no. after we do the uh, Street Fighter thing, um, yes, we can talk about that. Yes, I have notes. Uh, I I read through it and I think it's wonderful. And uh, I really Excellent. thank you. Street Fighter. Yeah, I, I decided. Yeah, yeah, I decided uh, one of the first things I should do now that I have my own, you know, equipment is to try to shoot something simple. And fun. Uh, the Iron Man thing is going to be, you know, expensive with special effects and lots of different characters. Oh, that, that suit alone is a couple billion. 
Well, I'm staying away from the suit, I think. I think. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so I, I wanted Matt to play a part in uh, my Street Fighter sketch, which should be just more simple, loose, and fun. Nice. I'm playing Belrog. <laughs> which... El Tiger? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Belrog? Rugen. Trying yeah, to remember. I, I he was, he was the, the big black boxer. He, he was, was the, the Mike American. Tyson. He's one of the American oh. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, yeah, uh, definitely. I'd like to come on sometime uh, next next time. I've got something to talk about anyway. <laughs> Please do, and I'll be in touch. We'll hang out. We'll do this. Michael Biscardi, Lord Hassinger. It's been a great show. We got on. We made it happen. Ugh. So we'll see everybody <laughs> next week. Signing Thank off. <laughs> Signing off.